TikTokers. I'm supposed to talk very loudly now into my mic. This is episode <laughs> <laughs> This is episode 192 of the Bitch Talk podcast. Yes, 192 everybody. Almost 200. Uh, we just got out of a very special interview with Zoe Lister-Jones. If you don't know her, she's in Life in Pieces. And she just wrote, directed, produced, and starred in her own film called Band-Aid, uh, which brought tears to my eyes. Yeah, a couple times for and, me. Yeah, and I forgot to ask her about her weird tattoos on, like, <laughs> right above her butt. Um, but I thought that'd be kind of creepy, so I didn't <laughs> ask about those. Um, never stopped you before. I know, but <laughs> I didn't want to. I didn't want her to know how much I love her. We didn't have a lot of time. That's if too. we had one more minute, you probably would no, it no, up. no. I wouldn't. This have. was a, a quicker one. But if this still. was in studio with whiskey, then I probably would have asked yeah. about that. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I <laughs> I can't believe we just talked to her. So, Ange, why don't you take the mic <laughs> for a minute? <laughs> no, she is. She was very easy to talk to. I had like, we could have easily talked to her for an hour, but I don't know. I feel like it was a, a good conversation and she is a badass. She's a bad bitch. She, is a she bad made bitch. a statement not only with the film, but with how she made the film and yeah, go out and see it. And also <laughs> download the EP because they have a whole album out. Well, yesterday <laughs> you guys were, when we were at the social study last for that's night, what she said, for mm-hmm. that's what she said, uh, you guys, we had screeners for this thing. Right. Mm-hmm. I hadn't had a chance to see it yet. Right. Yeah. And both of you had. I watched it. She watched it halfway and you hadn't seen yeah, it. So it we were all at different. Yeah, we were all at different <laughs> levels. Towards yeah, the two, end. All you two did was rave about how great the music was. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then it's, I was joking with Ange. I'm like, they should make a, they should make an album with this. And then I was looking on Twitter and doing my Twitter homework as one does. And they put out an album yesterday. So <laughs> always late to the party. I'm always late. <laughs> So, Captain um, Party is <laughs> Captain. Don't I mean? Sorry. Side note. This is a long intro, but <laughs> there's emails flying around between Shar, Angela, and I yesterday, and and replies with <laughs> the letters CP, CP at the end. That's my new yeah. Threw moniker. me for a loop, right? And I'm like, who in the hell is CP? <laughs> and then that's my new thing. And then there was a point yesterday where Shar and I were recording, and she just starts laughing, and I'm like, what are you laughing at me? <laughs> Because I'm paranoid. And uh, she's like, no, and tells me the same thing. She's like, yeah, Ange sent this email, and I don't know who CP is. And then we're like, Captain Party, yeah, motherfucker. I, that's I my new the, thing. Uh, I had the, the poker face on of, like, <laughs> I was, like, looking at it, and I'm, like, trying to decipher it. And she's, like, looking at me going, what? What is that? <laughs> was there something sister? wrong with what I just said? <laughs> and I'm like, no, I'm reading my email. Yes. I was going to put in parentheses, Captain Part, but I was like, oh, I want to confuse them and it worked. Well, it is Alzheimer's Awareness Month. I mean, you're throwing you us for every month. But really, this is the month for it. <laughs> I thought you said that every month to be funny because it's Alzheimer's. So you forget right, which but month. But now it's the real now month. It's the real month. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Maybe so, it is. Maybe it isn't. Look it up. It is. Okay, June sure. is always Alzheimer's I, Awareness Month, and I'm very okay. aware of my Alzheimer's creeping in. So, All right. Um, so CP threw me for a loop, so thanks, <laughs> this old lady. <laughs> Anyways, this is episode 192 of the Bitch Talk Podcast with special guest Zoe Lister-Jones uh, talking about her film Band-Aid. Go see it, guys. It's on a VOD starting June 9th and in theaters in San Francisco this Friday, June 9th. And don't forget, next week... Oh, yes. Thank you, Shar. Next week, uh, we have a two-parter episode from our live event on June 2nd with Lyrics Born. So that's a fun one, guys. With the great Lyrics Born. With he is so With awesome. the legendary. Yep. 
lyrics born. So uh, stay tuned. And uh, Ange, why don't you sign us out? Oh, bitch, please. I did. Bitch Talkers. This is a very special episode. Coming live from the f- beautiful Fairmont Hotel in downtown San Francisco. Home away from home. Yeah, we've, <laughs> we come here a lot, guys. Uh, we don't stay here, but we interview a lot of cool people. Uh, one of the coolest people that we are interviewing today is Zoe Lister Jones. Am I just the coolest person today? Because I feel like yeah. then the competition is not. No, for for a hot minute. Okay, I mean, great. At least a hot minute. Yeah. At least a hot minute. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah, but she's here to promote her film that uh, she wrote, produced, directed, and starred in <laughs> called Band-Aid. Yeah. Yeah, we got an overachiever in the <laughs> yeah, room, I mean, clearly. Yeah. What can't you do is the question. Um, Many things. <laughs> I guess, first off, um, can you tell our audience a little synopsis about your film? Yeah. Uh, Band-Aid is the story of a couple who can't stop fighting. So in an effort to save their marriage, they decide to turn all their fights into songs and start a band. <laughs> and and how did this concept even come about? Like, as soon as I heard it, I was like, oh, that's awesome. I love the premise. <laughs> um, I think I had a vision of a movie opening on a fight, like just like smack dab in the middle of a fight. <laughs> um, and I didn't yet know who the fight was going to be between. Um and then I also knew that I wanted to find a story that had music at its center because I've always loved writing lyrics and uh, and making music. And I thought that that would be a great way for me to kind of get out of my own way as a writer. And I think I had written features in the past and I was kind of just not like vibing with the process as much as I used to. And I thought mm. this would be a great way to shake things up. Um, so it turned into a couple who fights through song. Well, what I what I loved about that is there's so there's so many songs about being in love and there's so many songs about breakup. But how many songs do you hear like when they're currently fighting? <laughs> you know, like it was totally. And the songs are fucking good. Oh, oh thanks. my god, it's like a little bit of punk rock, a little bit of grunge. I mean, it's just everything. <laughs> everything. It's all there. What I thought yeah. was really special about it was not only the songs were really clever and catchy, mm-hmm. but it's also believable that this couple could have written them. Oh, thanks. Right? That and that I think w- was probably a challenge right is to make it like you don't want to make these amazing incredible songs like no way they you know it just yeah. it fit that balance totally between the two. yeah I mean I uh I feel like it's so rare that you get to see actual live performance captured on screen most of the time it's like people lip-syncing to playback because mm-hmm. um, it's just so much easier on a production and when in the rare times that I have seen it I find it so captivating so I really wanted to see what that would look like if if we got to see people kind of like, you know, not only performing um, and the electricity of, of what that really looks like, but learning their own voices and learning their own instruments kind of almost in real time, which mm-hmm. um, which was challenging, but also like really, really fun. Yeah. yeah. Well, and you did learn, right? You learned bass yeah, for this. Yeah, I learned bass <laughs> for the movie, yeah. <laughs> I was laughing because I was, well, laughing because I was watching Fred Armisen. I'm like, did she just write this whole film for his drumming? Oh, or? like what is I happening know. with Fred Armisen? <laughs> I know. <laughs> you just let him take, was that written in the script or you just let him take that? Lead? His drum solo? Yes. His drum solo was not in the script. It was a day of inspiration. <laughs> oh my God. And uh, I'm so grateful for it because it's really an amazing moment. Because, because I feel like a lot of people know that Fred Armisen is a great drummer, but they don't know how good he is. And he is so good. It's like really crazy to be around. And we were so lucky, especially because we performed the music live, um, 
that we had like an actual musician in tow because mm. we would have been screwed otherwise. <laughs> yeah, well, but you're singing as well. I mean, you have such oh, a beautiful voice. Nice. It all just worked. It was like, oh, oh, oh now she's a singer. <laughs> yeah. And uh, now they have the EP out. It actually, I, I need talk this. About I really need this quickly. album. Yeah. We were at an event last night and we were talking about the film and I'm like, God, they should make a, they should make an actual record of this. And then I saw this morning on Twitter. Yep. There's an actual record. Yeah. We released <laughs> the Dirty Dishes. Yeah. The Dirty Dishes. Is, uh, is available now on <laughs> iTunes, Spotify, and Tidal. Um, yeah, we went and recorded the album after um, we finished the the film because we had recorded all of the the music live. Like we actually needed like a proper um, studio recording, so that was really fun. And uh, and yeah, I hope that people pick it up. <laughs> are there songs that weren't didn't make the film that are on the album? I, I haven't looked it up yet. There but. are two songs that are in the film over the credits. They're not like songs that we sing, you know, that are part of the narrative. Um, but they're all in the movie. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, we're going to talk about the obvious now, obviously. <laughs> but um, we were at a, a, a women-only event last night and networking with How women. How dare you? I know, right? <laughs> no men, please. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we talked about how important right now it is for women to support each other, mm-hmm. um, to pursue what they want and ask for what they want. So um, with that long-winded intro to the question, um, you had an all-female crew mm-hmm. on this movie. Um was it because you just wanted to do it or you wanted to make a statement or because of the political climate right now? This is like the first I'm time it's this. ever happened. Right. So it's huge. You're, yeah. trail, you're trailblazing. I mean. Oh, thanks. <laughs> um, yeah, I think, you know, it's funny. I, I can never like distill the moment where I decided to hire an all-female crew. And I, like part of me feels like that's because it's just like something that I, <laughs> this is so crazy sounding, but that like I was just like, born to do in this weird way like I think I was just the way that I was raised my mother is a a feminist and and a media artist and I think I just she was always she always taught me to be fearless in in um confronting not only like stereotype and representation of women but also um the limitations that are placed on women in the workplace Mm -hmm. and especially in our industry Mm -hmm. and so um so yeah, it just kind of once I was once I decided to direct this film after I had written it, it, it I, there was n- no other th- like option. I was just like, oh, and then I'm also gonna <laughs> hire all women, um, which did prove challenging. Um, and there were many many moments where people were like, can we not do this? Um, oh wow! But I did. Okay. But I just um, I was pretty unwavering in it. Well, and the the quality of the film shows. I mean, the cinematography. There, there are some. A, a lot of it, if not all of it, is handheld, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of all it, of is it hand, yeah. All of it. Okay. And there's some scenes that are like four minutes long. I mean, there's this mm-hmm. epic fight scene, mm-hmm. and it's so beautiful, mm-hmm. and it's so oh, intimate thanks. and raw. And I, I just wanted you, if you could talk about just how was the feel on set? You've been on so many sets. How yeah. was just the overall feel, the creative process? That must have been different. And yeah. like sex scenes and, and yeah. things like that. Like everything's different, right? When it's all women. Yeah, it, it, it was amazing. I mean, it totally exceeded my expectations and I had pretty high expectations. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I mean, I think it was just a very calm and... Um, communal vibe like it was like just everyone was in it to sort of support each other's visions Mm -hmm. which I think so often especially on independent film sets um 
it can be kind of myopic and just be like, this is my job and I'm going to get through this job for the Mm. day. And that's your job and that's your department. Um, And this was so, um, this was such a like amazing community um, Mm. from day one and, and really nurturing. And when Susie Essman came on, on set, she was like, I feel like I'm on a different planet. Um, (laughs) and, and, and every, every actor that came on set would immediately acknowledge a shift in energy. Mm -hmm. Wow. Um, I was going to ask, how did the men feel when they walked on a set? Adam loved it. I mean, for many, many, (laughs) many days, Adam was the only man on set, which, um, yeah, which, which (laughs) is like a dream come true. Like, let's be real. Um, (laughs) but, but, um, he now said, as like I now only want to work with all women or mostly women crews because wow. he felt um, such a marked difference and and it, hmm. in no way is it like was it for me like an indictment of male crew members I have many right. wonderful relationships mm-hmm. with with men um, on all of the sets that I'm on but I think um, it was more just like a celebration of women and and an opportunity to foster relationships between women because I think um you actually can find a a lot of female department heads um Mm -hmm. which I think it's like bs when people say there's not that many like there are tons and tons of really talented and and experienced female department heads I think once you then go down below the line it becomes much more challenging Mm -hmm. and um and even some of my female department heads you know their immediate sort of reaction was like oh but there's this guy that I love working with Mm -hmm. right and um that's a testament to you know all of the wonderful men out there Mm -hmm. um but it, it I think it took all of us stepping outside our comfort zones um and what was so great was that many women who had less experience than might have made you know some some of us comfortable otherwise um were given opportunities where then they not only like proved how awesome they were um but then you know they a lot of people start working together after this project and and now you know a lot of these women have the experience on their resume to try and open more doors in the future you're creating the network trying yeah you're starting I mean, <laughs> changing I, lives by the way that, that could have been a, a behind the scenes documentary on it on right. its own totally just all female crew. i mean that's the real bitch talk right there <laughs> <laughs> just, bikes, just hiding everywhere totally. I mean, that's the real and i love that you say that it was so nurturing and yeah because that's how we are by nature and it's like just get it done i don't there's, there's no line between your job and mine we're both here to get this shit done yeah and, and like i think it. women anticipate other people's needs like there's like there's such a (laughs) yeah like we're there there's such a like way of going through the world where we're seeing everything in periphery you know like we're such multitaskers Mm -hmm. we're also such people pleasers like for the most part these are generalizations but that all of those those things that are kind of inherent to like women in many ways like are amazing (laughs) skill sets Mm -hmm. on a film on a film crew um and and do really make all the difference in in even just in the workflow. Right. Well, um, we we are getting wrapped up here. Uh, <laughs> so so when's your solo gig? I mean, when you uh, make your own album? <laughs> I don't know. Is that happening? I don't know. You know, I, Adam and I were talking about like I was like, is this it? Like, can we keep like jamming and doing things? Um, 
but yeah, I mean, it's so fun making music. I do hope that this isn't the end of that. Clearly, yeah. you have a talent in it. Yeah, oh, I thanks. mean, go see this movie for yes. the emotion, the raw emotion, and mm-hmm. the and the charm of it, but also for the music. Oh, I mean, thanks. just all of it. Well, it's just so well rounded. And and also, really quickly before we get uh, scooted <laughs> out of here, I just I I did appreciate the the message in the film of living your life and mm-hmm. be creative and pursue what you you want to pursue because it will make you a happier person yeah mm-hmm. so thank you for that oh thanks yeah, yeah we got schooled yeah we got <laughs> go see band-aid <laughs> go see band-aid you guys it's out uh, June 9th in San Francisco and it's out already in New York and LA and it's gonna be on VOD that's right so check it out thank you Zoe Lister thank Jones. you bitch please please do not ask me if you've gained weight especially when we're going out on a date I have no idea if you've gained a pound or two, and even if I did, I would not tell you.